several other announcements before we pray. If, uh, if you could, there is this little mailbox out here to my left, your right, function box, that has Christmas presents. If you could check that out, the service there for the field that's in here. Uh, we're trying to put all the Christmas decorations up back in storage. We have a bunch of that. If you could check that and see if you've got any cards in there. Uh, Deacon Ben is going out to the after the corner service. This Wednesday at noon is Taco and Nacho. Hi, my name is Phil, and along with my wife Becca and our two boys, we are your missionaries serving in Vienna, Austria. Because of your generous giving, we are able to share the light of Christ to the nearly two million people who don't know the good news. So thank you for giving to the cooperative program and to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that our family can live here, gather locals to study God's word and plant new churches. Okay, yeah, we're fangen on. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, who eternally 
that when God says that He will remember your sins no more, it doesn't mean that He has remembered them. It simply means that He allows, doesn't allow anything in the past to come between you and the relationship you have with Jesus. God doesn't do that. God's not looking for your Staying in his room. But Paul says, I need to forget those things that are behind me. Because Paul says, I know I've messed up. And I know I've messed up. But God gives me another day to make things right. To follow after him as I should be following him. You know how you can really tell that you've forgotten what's behind you and you've forgotten what's behind When you can talk about those things. And you can say, I've learned from those things. But you can also say that God has taught me something from these things. That's when you can realize that I have put my past in the past. It's tough. It's easy to come up again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to want us to see this morning because focusing on what is in front of you. Paul says there is only one thing that I do. Paul was focused on one thing in, in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 21. Read the, read the rule thing to Jesus. And he asked Jesus a question. And Jesus answered him with a rule. But there was one thing that he was looking for. In, in Mark chapter 10, verse 17, it says this. It says, In other words, he was going out on the road. One came to him and left before him and asked him, Look at me. What shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one's good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not be fraudulent, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things have I kept from my youth. Then Jesus looking at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing. Go your way, settle it in the kingdom, give it to the poor, and you've had treasure here, and come and take up the cross and follow me. Jesus told this one who was with Joseph to take one thing that he had. The one thing that he had was that he perfected the law for the riches that he needed in order to follow Christ. There's another story talking about one who was focused on something other than what they should be focused on. That's Luke chapter 10, verses 38 and 42. is talking about Martha. Jesus had come into the house of Martha and Mary, and Jesus was coming there to kind of relax himself with them. And this is what he says. He said, Now it happened that when they entered the same village, a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Can you read from verse 40? Jesus said, Look at that. He said, And she had a sister named Mary, who, was all, who also sat at Jesus' feet. And Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her, come help me. And Martha's mad at him. She said, Jesus, she's, she's not doing the work that a woman ought to do. Tell her, come help me. 
Jesus is good finishing and serving in the context of this parable. The story isn't talking about the last one. The way Jesus does it, but it is Jesus. But it is close to finishing. It should not be taken in the What was the one thing that Mary did finish? Mary chose to help the son finish his It is, it is said that if you want to know where people focus a lot of their attention, where people focus a lot of their lives and enthusiasm, you look at the scripture. I don't know why most people are not scripture nowadays. I wish that we would focus on what they meant by the kingdom of sin. We have to focus on the full side of things. What, what is that that they focus themselves on? David also said in Psalms chapter 27, verse 84, and David will take that to background. You look at the scripture. He says this, and David said, One thing I have desired of the Lord. That I may see, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David was looking for the time when he could dwell in the house of the Lord, when he could be in the presence of God completely. That's what David was focusing on. That's what he wanted his focus to be, was a focus upon God and focus upon the Lord. And he was able to do that. I know I made you David seem like a victim. Does anybody remember? Do you remember the. It was a book that had a picture in it, but all the colors in it were in Chicago Buckeyes. And the only way you could tell what was actually in the picture was to focus on the center of the Buckeyes. Anybody remember those little books and colors? I had a hard time with some of them. My daughter wrote a little book for me, and she told me about my little sister, and I don't know if she told me about others. Some of them are very, very difficult to just sit there and stare at them. You're waiting for something to come to focus on it. If you go to Dave, can you see it? It's there. It's right there. I don't think I can see it. I just can't see it. What, what are you focusing on? What, what do you focus the most on? Is it your family? There's nothing wrong with focusing with what you're doing for your family. Is it your job? Hopefully there's nothing wrong with you being focused on your job and doing the best of your job that you can for your employer. Is it your finances? There's nothing wrong with being focused on your finances and making sure that you're paying your bills and everything's taken care of. But spiritually, what are you focused on? Are your, is your spiritual focus upon Jesus and Him alone? You see, Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, his focus was on Jesus until he began to realize, I'm doing something I should not be able to do. And he began to take his focus off of Jesus. And he looked up and looked at the water. He began to sink. And he cried out to Jesus, Lord, save me. And Jesus put a very just look on him and said, He's not going to save you. Jesus picked him up out of the water, and they both walked back to the boat. Simplification puts his focus on Jesus. I, I wholeheartedly believe in the fact that there is a, the reason why at times that we cannot seem to get nowhere in our Christian life is because 
focus off of Jesus. Our focus should be on Him and Him alone. He's the only one that can save. He's the only one that can help you. He's the only one that can help you. It's Jesus. Focus upon Him. Put your attention on Him. That's what He's looking for us to do in this last day. Focus ourselves in on Him. Focusing in on that one thing that's most important, your relationship with Him. If you want to feel kind of like you can just run by it in your life, you're not there. What's the entire focus of the entire Bible? Jesus. The whole Bible is about Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, its focus is upon Jesus. His name may not be particularly mentioned in some of those books and some of those chapters, but the focus is upon Jesus. It's Jesus alone. You know the reason why our world doesn't like Jesus? And the reason why they don't like the name Jesus? Because the name Jesus saves where the name of other other cannot save. I was listening to a book that we brought here today. Uh, it was called the Bourbon Street Preacher. It was named Bob Hill. He was a he was a vet. I mean, he was a classic vet as far as just a goat chaser and all that. And, and, and he he told this one story when he went into this church to preach. And he said that the pastor that first came in and told him, he said, he said, that guy that's about to come out of the office is going to preach. He said he had he had some ideas for the church. The ideas that the pastor would preach for all the service and all that was around. He said, I don't know what your sermon is about today. He said, but I will ask you if you would to refrain from as much as you can and make sure you get Jesus. He said, if you want to make sure you get Jesus, I think you've got to get away from that. But that's fine. He said, because you know, the, the name Jesus is offensive to some of the Jews. He said, as best as he could, he said, he looked at that guy and smiled at him and said, he said, well, I'm sorry. He said, I think I preach right here. He said, man, I'm sorry. He said, it would be much better for me if you just told that your story to go back to where we had that church at than it is for me to decide let's preach about Jesus. And he said, but I'm sorry. He said, if you just do it next week, I'm going to come back. He said, so I got up one day. He said, and I preached for 30 minutes the hardest I could about Jesus. But it's Jesus for salvation. It's Jesus that saves your soul. And it's Jesus that you need in your life and in your home. He said, I preached more about Jesus in 30 minutes than I have ever preached about Jesus in my entire life. He said, and you know what happened? Those three men were the first ones to come up and tell me, we sure did enjoy your preaching today. Why is it that Jesus is offensive to our world? Because they know what the name of Jesus is. It's powerful. It's strong. It will cover a multitude of sins. And that's where our focus needs to be, is upon Jesus. It's when that child is the sickest, it's what we call out to, we call out the name of Jesus. It's when a family member that we know is dying of cancer, we call out to Jesus. It's when we got folks in our family, we got friends that we know that are lost and we know that they're on their way to heaven, we cry out to Jesus. thing it says here is that we need to fulfill what is it to the least. 
few times Paul says in verse 12, don't be arrested for testing. Confession. Confess truth. It's time for us to be careful to those things that God has prepared us. There is a prize to be won. See, they got to do this one thing. Personally. You think so? You say, well, you don't understand. I don't have a hard time with my workplace. I don't have a hard time with my faith. Especially my faith in my love of Jesus. I don't care. You keep messing up. Keep coming. You know, if you don't understand my faith, it doesn't really want me to be around sin. And I feel things that I don't feel about doing the love of I don't care. You keep telling them about Jesus. You've got to keep telling them about Jesus. You've got to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that the focus is about Jesus. You've got to keep pressing forward and doing what God has called you to do. There's a prize to be won. Paul used a lot of these things that when he talked, he knew what he was talking about because he used a lot of those things in sports analogies. Paul apparently was a sports guy. He's not a Christian. But Paul knew how to get the people's attention. Paul, at one point in his life, says, Does not everyone in a race run, but only one receives the prize? Only one is going to receive the prize? Paul says, Every one of us running in this race is going to receive the prize. Okay, you should keep pressing on. focus in our eyes upon Jesus. Does that mean we're never going to fall? No. We're going to still have things to go wrong. I mean, let's face it, we're, we're in a sin sick world. We're like Paul. We haven't obtained perfection yet. But we're striving to be. And I'm going to keep pressing on over there. And I've got to keep my focus on Jesus. 
face of the mirror with the contradiction. Contradiction fades to give you focus out of other things. That's the thing to do with that situation to tell him, no, the focus is upon Jesus. My direction is to follow Jesus. I'm not following anything else, I'm following Jesus. There's a lot of great teachings like this in the world. Just as simple as it's not to give him counsel. But not just to give him counsel. It's to say something. Now, okay, the other thing is that this, this means to be focused. And what is the focus of it? And what is the direction? Because that's going to be the final direction. Take your time to address the issue. Address the problem with God. Address the problem with We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.